Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. Got a fun one today. I am here with Streeter and Emily of CollegeHumor.com. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Jeff. And uh, we are going, I think Streeter and I had this idea camping once that uh, we should do an episode. We should do a, ra- this is before the podcast. We were just like, we should host a radio show. Right. That's how long ago it was. Called- Let's host a radio show. <laughs> and it was called, uh, hey, know what's cool? <laughs> and that's what we're going to do today. Everyone has prepared five, hey, know what's cool, facts, and we're going to spend three minutes on each. Everyone's, we're going to take turn reading and discussing our facts, and uh, then at the end, maybe we can come to some sort of, uh, just to give it some thrust, we could come to some sort of consensus on the coolest oh, fact. Oh, the coolest Ooh, fact. That's I a didn't good know idea. this was a competition. No, it's, it's not. It's oh, a fun yeah, let, me, let me find some, a some plus new facts. Game. Yeah. I know. Uh, now that we're saying that, <laughs> going to Google coolest fact on the internet. It's I, wonder f- what that would, I wonder what that would be. <laughs> if you Google, what's the coolest fact? I wonder what it is. It is too late to find out now because we are about to get started. <laughs> Does anyone want to go first? I'll go first. All right, let me get the stopwatch out. Oh, my God. Three minutes per fact. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I am ready. Just take it away. We're going to discuss the fact after, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, oh, don't okay. have to sp- you don't have to fill three minutes with your fact. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's three minutes for fact and discussion. All right. So most of mine are food or history related. And uh, so here's, a f- here's one of both, I guess. Ooh. Corn, yeah. the, um, the food or maize, cannot... Reproduce on its own. It's a genetically engineered plant. The first genetically engineered plant. Indians made it, and they had to plant it. So if you just have a field of corn and you don't do anything, no more corn's going to grow. Humans have to plant it. I think that's cool. That's a cool wow. fact. That's a cool fact. So how did Indians do that? How do you get started? So like corn, as we know it, the closest genetic relative is like this little plant that looks nothing like it it's a grass and the indians just crossbred it and crossbred it and eventually like got this uh were able to create different types that made corn so it's like they totally invented corn corn like didn't happen not to mention they kind of invented genetic genetically engineered yeah yeah i don't know if they like really they probably didn't understand like what you know, genes were and things like that. But they like knew like, oh, if we like crossbreed these things, it'll make a bigger ear. Mm-hmm. And that took place over like, you know, thousands and thousands of years. Wow. So that's why every year when we have a drought, there's like a huge corn scare. I don't know if that's true, but... Uh, mm, I don't either. <laughs> is, there a corn, is there such thing as a corn scare? <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's like... I'm only half sure Streeter didn't make the fact up. <laughs> I, I kind of don't... But, like, when you're younger and you have, like, you know, like an ear of corn and, like, you drop some kernels, you're like, I'm making corn. But right. you weren't. Well, you would... I guess you would be at that point. But, right. like, if you just didn't pick the corn and like you know i gotta peel it and there's all those little hairs and stuff Uh yeah what's up with that like because there's all that stuff like those those kernels won't like take root and make new corn plants what is without humans doing up with that hair though i don't know what's up with that gets in your teeth corn's a weird food it's corn corn is weird we just accept (laughs) it it's like pineapple we just eat it we never look at it and be like what is this it comes like in a little outfit it has hair (laughs) you undress it (laughs) It's, you it's peel like, it like a banana. It's very seductive. It's like the banana's vegetable cousin. <laughs> yeah. you like, then you lube it up. It's very hot. Yeah, you it's so hot you can't even touch it. <laughs> Gets all melty. You get it all over your face and in your teeth. <laughs> I got to say that's a pretty good fact 
Still probably better than any of mine, and we still have 40 seconds left to discuss it, but I feel like we said anything we possibly could about it. There's I different so. uh, kinds of corn. Um, oh, one, of the, corn. one of the most popular yeah. being uh, another human invention, sweet corn that just has a lot uh, uh, more sugar in it. Kettle corn. Kettle corn. I really have nothing else to say about corn. But, tins, uh, tins of popcorn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Indians, like, we're uh, crossbreeding. They invented this food that's, like, the most important food in our country. Good fact. Good start. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't need to fill all three minutes for every fact. No. We don't have to, like, treat it like a responsibility. That that was pretty close, though. That was pretty good. We'll know it's a really good fact when we get to three minutes and we want to keep going. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next one. You want to go clockwise or counterclockwise? Uh, we can go clockwise. What is it? You see, no one will know because no one knows where we're sitting. Yeah, uh, that's true. You can totally mess with them. So That's true. Let's go clockwise. Nice. Jeff, take it away. Okay. I'm going to open up my facts. And here's one that I actually recently read and immediately forwarded to Streeter. So Streeter already knows this one. Emily, this is going to blow your mind. I can't and wait. And also, well, I got to get the stopwatch open. Also, I think like you're going to really get a sense of who all of us are based on the facts that we have brought here, you know? I know. <laughs> it's, so, you know it's, it's so funny, Jeff, you, like, delayed going to the facts so you can get the stopwatch open to, like, make sure it's being accurately timed. Like, I know, I was kind of <laughs> thinking, like, master of the yeah. stopwatch is going to give not, his facts. Better not break the rules. <laughs> so my fact is that recently Chuck E. Cheese has changed the voice of Chuck E. Cheese. They have canned the guy who used to do the voice. They have a new voice doing Chuck E. Cheese, and he is the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. Like, early 2000s pop punky band, Bowling for Soup, new voice of Chuck E. Cheese. That's a fact. I don't know Bowling for Soup. Oh, you it know Bowling no for Soup. no effect on me. She's a girl all the bad guys want. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me want to know it. You know, I was a huge Bowling for Soup fan, Amir Blumenfeld. Oh, that makes sense. Huge Bowling for Soup fan. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, you mean like the animatronic Chucky? You know, I I think in the commercials, I can't imagine they're going back and like reprogramming the animatronics. Because, yeah, I I think the people who gave those voices are dead and gone. No, it's one guy. I remember that if I can jump in on (gasps) your fact. There was like a guy who did Chucky Cheese's voice for like the past 30 years, and he found out that he had been replaced like in a news article about it. They didn't even call him first. Pretty harsh. Rashy. Really harsh. Two other facts that were in the article, sub-facts to the first cool fact, is uh, that, first of all, Chuck E. Cheese was originally a rat, and they were yeah. like, oh, they don't want to assist. Well, he, he's still a rat. He's well, a giant mouse But they thing. decided, they were like, we shouldn't call him a rat because this is where, we want people to eat pizza here. They'd want to associate like a restaurant with rats. And drink pitchers of soda. And two is that uh, Chuck E. Cheese, the name is so you have to smile when you say it. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, I get it. That's some, like, The only evil... thing, yeah, that's very manipulative. The yeah. only thing I associate with Chuck E. Cheese is um, my dad's car running out of batteries and us, have, like, waiting and, like, begging people to jump our car in the <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Because <laughs> that happened, and that's my strongest memory of that. that- did they when they gave him a new voice? Did they give him a new look? Yes. Yeah, he's a little like he's a little more extreme. Like, it's, you know, it's really funny though. I saw even, that's right. He's even, more of he's a bad boy that the girls are gonna want. Even <laughs> that's right. He is even more extreme than he used to be. They just he's like got like a motorcycle. Well, what's what's really funny about the new Chuck E. Cheese is that he's like cool, but he's like cool in like a when bowling for soup were popular 
cool, like uh, in that early 2000s way. So he like plays a guitar and wears like baggy jeans and stuff. It's like <laughs> there's still like a little behind wow. the curve. So in like 10 years, he'll be wearing skinny jeans. Yeah, and, yeah like... they're always just 10 years back. <laughs> and like Kanye West watches. Have you guys been to a Chuck E. Cheese? I feel like I may be the only person in this room that can say yes. Have you guys been to Chuck E. Cheese as an adult? Uh, I don't Not think you're legally. allowed to go there without children. <laughs> Not true. Not true. You can go there. You're just like, please, I just want to play some skinny ball it's so bad it's i mean obviously goes without saying the pizza's terrible but here's the real bullshit the video games are like they're all bullshit the video games are all bullshit like, it's like dave all, and busters yeah, their video yeah, games are, are bullshit too. it's all like winning it's all about winning tickets there's no like good video games timer up all right okay on to me okay and you know what i realized is that uh we're kind of we forgot to start each of the previous two facts with hey that what's cool. Oh, yeah, that was right, the whole part of right. the radio show. Okay, okay. <clears throat> well, first off, I want to do a preface before you start the stopwatch is that uh, I have more than one fact about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So prepare your ears for that. Um, okay. I'm so I'll I, start on the, hey, no, what's okay, cool. That's <laughs> out. Hey, no, what's cool. Oh, we, we I never s- figured out if we're supposed to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, what, I, Emily? Yeah, oh, that's good. We'll go me, What, yeah. Emily? Yeah, okay. Hey, no, it's cool. What, Emily? You didn't do it, Jeff, but I'll proceed. Um, basically, there was this species of dinosaur called the Trudon. Have you guys heard about this? I have not. And he had the largest um, he had the largest brain to body ratio. And scientists believe that like if the dinosaurs hadn't gone extinct, that um, he would have evolved to have like a human intelligence. And so they basically would have been like the like equivalent of like humans to the mammal world. It would be like a reptilian humanoid. What's his name? The Trudon. What did he look like? What was his like? He looked like a tiny beard? raptor. But if you go on and Google Trudon, T-R-O-O-D-O-N, uh, there's pictures of like, like basically like reptile humans. See, that almost weird. That Don't, almost sounds like a... it sounds like dinosaur fan fiction more than a <laughs> yeah. fact to me. It's like, oh, what if the dinosaurs didn't live? And then this, this well, one they're like really... they're inferring yes. a lot based on something. They're like, he had a big brain, so theoretically, yeah. what could happen? But that's still pretty cool. It's still pretty cool. Yeah. Imagine a world where there was even imagine a world where like we coexisted with reptile humans. Isn't what we know about raptors? And by what we know about raptors, I mean the contents of Jurassic Park. Uh, all mm-hmm. bullshit. Like, aren't raptors not really like what we think raptors oh, are like? Oh, they're way smaller than they were in Jurassic Park because we saw one at the Creation Museum. You know, I've been to the Creation Museum, <laughs> and they had a they have a raptor. You know, because they need to explain how that's dinosaurs what, were on the ark. That's and where we get most of our science, by yeah. the way, is the Creation Museum. <laughs> and uh, they had a raptor, and it's like really, it's like the size of a Labrador Retriever, like not really? that big. Yeah. Well, maybe. these Trudons are small. They're probably like that size, I but they have st- big old brains. Do you, did they know how to use tools or anything? Like, were they? I don't know if there's evidence of that. I mean, a <laughs> lot of dino, a lot of paleontology is just like, well, I kind of feel. I mean, I found this one. It's found near a rock, so we're kind of <laughs> assuming knew what to do with the rock. <laughs> it was found near the stone that sort of looked like a toothbrush. So hypothetically, they brushed their teeth. Paleontology is probably the thing where it seems like there's the most guessing. Yep. You know, like yeah. so much of what we like think about ancient humans 
Uh, by the way, I should mention, uh, none of us have any idea what we're talking about this entire nope. episode. So much of what we know about humans is based on, like, one skull fragment we found. Yeah, and, or, like, like, half of a finger bone and, and like, stuff. And, trying like, yeah. to, trying to infer things and trying to, trying to make the connections. We're probably so wrong about so much what we think. Uh, probably more than any other science. My other dinosaur fact will speak to that as well. All right. Spoiler. I, th- I, I bet I know what it is. Sneak peek. Wow. That's Pre- I know one dinosaur fact. And I think it's going to be yours. Okay. Well, we are just about out of time, so I think we're going okay. back to Streeter. All right, here we go. <clears throat> hey, you know what's cool? What, Streeter? Once again, Jeff, Jeff did not, not do following it. the rules. <laughs> I'm working on the stopwatch over here. Uh, there was, um, in colonial America, pre, you know, 13 colonies, just when people were showing up here, there was, for about 20 years, a new Sweden. And it was where Philadelphia and, like, Washington, D.C. are, like, down like, there. Like New York, like a new Sweden? So, no, like, Swedish colonists came, set up forts, and they were like, this is a country called New Sweden. This is our colony, and we're, we're like, an outpost of Sweden. Did Sweden do a lot of that? I never hear about Sweden. Yeah, I never no, think of they, them as, like, tried. an imperial. Well, see, what happened is the Dutch up in New York were like, no. And after 20 years, like, went down there and took it over. They, like, kicked him out. Really? Yeah. So what do we do with this information? Yeah, I know. I'm well, like... I don't know. I just think it's weird that there was, like... There could have been, like... You know how we think about the Dutch and the English and the Spanish as having been, like, the three groups who, like... Yeah, who aggressively here? There was, like, 20 years, there was, like, a huge Swedish population. And where did they go? They just went right back to Sweden? I think they just, like, you know... Were they just... into, like, Philadelphia around that area. Wow. I guess you guys don't think that's as cool as I do. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time developing an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of those things is like you never, you like never hear about it. Yeah. So like when I heard about it, I was like, what? How did I not know this? I'm that's definitely weird. surprised. I'm surprised. However, my emotional reaction to Sweden and the Swedish people is really neutral. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Swiss reaction to the Swedish. When was this? Yeah, exactly. This was in, um, I'm going to pretend like I'm not looking at my phone, from 1638 to 1655, New Sweden. Yeah, that doesn't look, really help me either. Look <laughs> yeah, it doesn't either. New Sweden. Um, I guess, like, what if they're still around, you know? Well, I got another fact. Uh, I got another fact about colonial Wow, America. how does it feel to have me and Jeff trying to... Um, <laughs> at, one point, with... at one point, uh, due to colonial royal charters, this territory of Connecticut owned the entire country. That's oh. true. Street is just burning all this yeah. straight up here. Sorry, this that's so just, like, reeked of desperation, and all I could hear was your desperate tone and not the facts. <laughs> this is, is my Minutes? Oh, God, there's like uh, 45 seconds. I, th- I think we got to move on. <laughs> you know, if you can't okay, appreciate well, the history of this great nation, I don't know if I have any business being on, hey, you know what's cool? <laughs> yeah, That was maybe. very cool. Very cool facts. Very here. cool facts. Really if you didn't like you that, know you're not going to like the rest of my history You know what? Facts. Maybe it was cool, but it wasn't three minutes cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that Chuck E. Cheese thing. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you really, really... you really crushed my <laughs> trivia with that one. Just mention something that my dad's car stalled out in front of, and I'll have a lot to say. Did you ever break down in Philadelphia? Nope. Nah. <laughs> All right. Man, fuck you guys. All right, come on. Move, move along. Round- it's okay. We'll all have one, I'm sure. Maybe. We'll see. Moving on, Emily. No, it's your turn. It's moving on to Jeff. 
Well, and me. you got to say, hey, you know, it's cool. Okay. But with a lot more animation than I just did. All right. Uh, hey, guys. You know what's cool? What, Jeff? So. Protesting. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. This is a fact about Wikipedia. Wikipedia wow. has this hierarchy of organization where they're, you know, at the bottom of a Wikipedia page, things are in certain categories. And there's this tree that organizes all the categories. And at the top of the tree, there are four what Wikipedia calls fundamental categories, four things that all Wikipedia articles flow into. And those four concepts are, well, one of them is actually concepts. One of them is concepts, <laughs> meta, life, matter, and society. Those are the four things that all Wikipedia articles are organized into. What? What do you guys think? Wasn't society really, like, just a concept yeah. in and of itself? Couldn't could you, could all you those... roll society under concept? Yeah, couldn't all of them fall under concept? It's a construction we've made. I guess society is, like, culture. First of all, I don't know. Now now we're into, I'm guessing. I think <laughs> society is, like, culture and things like that. You know, the arts, maybe. And uh, concepts are more, like, theorems and, like, physics and math and that okay. kind of thing. And then what was it? Life? Life and matter. Matter is such a, I think, such a great category. Uh, life yeah. is matter. Yeah, matter is life. Life is just animated matter. But you can see the distinction Idiot. they've drawn there. Yeah, duh. Life is <laughs> animated <laughs> matter. It's like the easiest thing. I would like read that on a popsicle I, stick. I bet, <laughs> I bet you got those intellectual popsicles. Yeah. Those <laughs> I bet scientists like hate listening to this episode. <laughs> Are there scientists that listen to this podcast? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know that there are not scientists. If there scientists. are scientists, please go cure cancer or do something else. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they're listening to this while they're like working pipettes. <laughs> I also want to note that I forgot to start the stopwatch on this one. I was really concerned with what fact oh, I was bought yourself next. a little extra Classic time. Classic huh? I, I might be buying myself a little less time Ruben is what I was going out. for there. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Like, just yeah. the idea of trying to organize Wikipedia is so overwhelming to me. Like, all those thousands of facts and articles that you could get it down to four categories, I think is interesting. I do kind of want to think of a category that, like, oh, dog, you should have had this. Just like, like one that dogs. Is not. <laughs> <laughs> Unexplained mysteries. Oh, yeah. Maybe What's like, that going or there? like unsubstantiated. Yeah, bullshit. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think you can do total like, crap. <laughs> I think when an article is like marked as like this article needs more facts or citations or whatever it is, those are the only ones I believe. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably get just the ones that have that because I think there are people who like you know make it a hobby of going through those and deleting them or adding the facts or just fixing it up. Yeah, or just believing them. That's kind of like you know how um, scientists. <clears throat> this is like why everyone like bugged out with the Higgs boson thing. It's like they've been looking for the grand unified theory of everything, like that it just explains everything. Seems like that's what Wikipedia is up to too. They're like trying yeah. to come up with like the grand unified theory of information. They and, do. Like, everything falls into these. And four like someday places. Wikipedia will be like it will be like the starting place for like a robot's mind. Yeah, exactly. Like that's. I where feel like that's leading into your next fact. Based Maybe. on how much you've Maybe. talked about robots with me um, this week. Uh, now I'm going to surprise you with not that one. <laughs> well, we are uh, maybe out of time. It's hard to say. Let's move on to uh, Emily's next one. Okay, fact. I'm going to do something that's not that. This one I just really like. Okay, ancient Celts like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. <clears throat> hey, you know what's cool? <laughs> what, <laughs> Emily? 
<laughs> he even said it wrong. He goes, he, it. he goes, what, Kimberly? I was laughing. I was laughing as I did it. I was laughing as I did it. Jeff has yet to successfully commit to this structure. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what's cool? Um, what, Emily? Ancient Celts used to, um, like, when they, when they, like, defeated a foe, they would uh, behead him. Because they thought that like the head was so powerful and everything, and they made a practice of embalming the heads of their most prestigious foes and keeping them in a chest, so that when they had company, like when company came over, it was like a ritual to like open it up and show off these embalmed heads and brag about who they killed, and also to brag about how much money they turned down to buy the head. That's cool. What I like about that fact is. It's, I see a direct line between that and like what the way we live today because exactly. your house is still full of trophies and yes. things for people to come over and you can show them and they, you can brag about. Yeah. I mean, essentially, like something like an Oscar is a modern day severed head. That's your victory over all of your prestigious <laughs> foes, right? Yeah. Do you guys have any like trophies in your home? None of us have kids or anything. Like if you have kids, you obviously have their right. trophies and shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any like awards or anything? Uh... I just have like cool stuff I've stolen. Like, oh, I have some of that. What, what's your cool stuff? Uh, I have a really cool picture of, uh, I stole it from a bar. It was more so that it was really difficult to steal, so I was really proud of it, which kind of relates to that, because it was a really prestigious steal. Um, and uh, and it was it's a picture, it's a painting of Jesus playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I stole and have on my wall a clock from Wendy's, and it's like a wooden clock with Wendy in the middle of it, and it's terrific. My friends and I, for like a time in high school, were just like into stealing dumb yep. shit, just like yeah, yeah. trays and like yeah. baby seats. And that like... was my dorm room. Was like, look at what I either stole or found on the side of the road. Yeah, it would yeah. be like, look at this giant martini glass, yeah. or like I actually stole. Oh, this is bad. Uh, but I studied religion in college, and we went to a Hindu temple at one point. There was a big sign that said, "Please uh, break coconuts here," and so I stole <laughs> that. <laughs> From a Hindu temple. You, I kind of have a question about the Celt heads, about the vanquished warrior heads. Uh-huh. Do you think that because every Celt's home was, like, full of dead people's faces, that Celtic kids weren't afraid of that? Oh, right. Like it's if, just, like, part of their house, No, you know? I bet it was something, though, like, that's daddy's, you know? Like, we aren't allowed to touch oh, that. Yeah, that's like, daddy's. Because, yeah, like, if kids got it, then they would, like, make the heads, like, kiss each other and get married, you know? <laughs> <laughs> probably have to treat the heads somehow. You don't just, well, like, they, chop yeah, they it off and throw them. it in the, the chest. Okay. Yeah, they embalm good, them. Good, good. But worried. then throw them in a chest. Do you, do you have anything uh, yeah, stolen any in your apartment? Um, or our trophies, maybe didn't. Maybe didn't. Here's you want to yeah, know a fact you're... about me? I've never won an award, my entire life what? for anything ever, not once. I was like vice president of my class in high school, and I got voted class leader, but I didn't win the leadership award. And I was like, something's up. But you something. There are forces against me here. <laughs> What is there's a class leader and a leadership award? Yeah, it was like my well, su- it was like my superlative in the yeah. yearbook. But then like the actual award where you got money to go to college went to some girl <laughs> who I beat to become like student council. Well, person. you want to know what they didn't take into account charisma, popularity. <laughs> it was all just GPA. I guess I can't think of any awards I've won. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I, my only thought was superlative. I mean, there's like scholarships. We didn't even have superlatives. We're all a bunch of losers um, up in this podcast. No, right I'm now. pretty sure I went. I mean, I've like you know, I I don't know if maybe I definitely never, won like a Taekwondo trophy you know. or something once. Yeah, coolest dude. I, I mean, if we had an award, I would have been coolest dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, I have another confession. I forgot to stop watch again. I think we're past three minutes on this one. Okay. Uh, good all fact. Right. Good fact. Thank you. Back to Streeter. Beginning round three. Let's see. If, wow. Let's see if I can. Uh, let's see if I can redeem myself here from that clunker <laughs> of a fact. Uh, this Sweden, not as interesting as not the Celts. <laughs> just uh, another foreign country that existed in America. Not very interesting, apparently. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Uh, hey guys, you know what's cool? What's what Streeter? You still he still can't do it. What street? I'm operating the recording equipment. I'm working on the stopwatch. There's a lot going on in my corner. Uh, Cajuns. We all know Cajuns, right? Uh-huh. Down in Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. That was my impression. Bon-tow. There you go. Someone watches True Blood. Uh, Cajuns. And there's about two to five million, depending who you ask. They're, ask, they're an ethnic group. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't arrive in Louisiana, they were kicked out of Canada in Acadia by the British, and they migrated down there in the 1750s. I really like this fact. Why were they kicked out of Canada? All right, so they were French, right? The French used to own Canada. England was down here, and England was like, we want Canada. So they went up and they took it, and these, these Acadians... They refuse to take this oath of allegiance to England oh, for like yeah. years, for like 20 years. They're like, we're not going to swear allegiance to England. So England was like, all right, well, then you can get the fuck out. And they were like, where should we go? And Louisiana was still like a French colony, and they all went there. So they're, Aca- they're Acadians is the name of their group, and now they're Cajuns. That's so badass. And they're like, no, we're not going to take an oath. Sorry. We'd yeah, rather like, move. We'll like- move 3,000 <laughs> miles rather, rather than take some meaningless yeah. oath. <laughs> I like that. That's a principled people with a fantastic cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jeff doesn't think that fact is very cool. I'm lukewarm. Yeah. Well, I like love New Orleans and I love I've the never food. I've never been. If you go to New Orleans, then you'll just care about Cajun people. I believe that. They're really interesting. They're like <laughs> this subset of people that like totally, ha- they have their own language, like their entire own culture, like separate from everyone else down I there. I wonder if I have some kind of relationship to the Acadians because one of my, one of my uh, heritage, what would you call that? One of my breeds, whatever. I don't care. Uh, is, Ethnicity. Yeah, one of my ethnicities that I've been told is French Canadian, and I've never understood that. Do you have family in in Louisiana? No. Oh, maybe like maybe your ancestors they, were like some of the like pussies who were like, oh yeah, sure, we'll take the oath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign me up here. Where's that Bible at? <laughs> uh, what? I swear to I swear to love and behold another country. Okay, sure, sure, whatever, yeah, whatever. Majesty, Queen of England. All right, I'm gonna go back to Just a let me, yeah. the, the traitorous Axfords. <laughs> I am descended from weak blood. <laughs> I'm gonna Jeff. I'm gonna win you over on this next That's, one. It's pretty good, and you know what? I like that one. We got to three minutes on it. That's a three minute. Yeah. Fact. I, yeah, I came three, out yeah. strong with Redemption. the corn thing. The corn was good. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm next, right? Yeah. You're next. So um, this is it. I'm going to break out the poop fact. I got a poop fact. Oh, fun. It's not really about poop. Oh, I like it already. Hey, guys. No, what's cool? What, what Jeff? Jeff? This we should have messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> what, Jeff? Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, probably my favorite thing I know. I have a friend of mine who uh, worked when he was a teenager at Sesame Place in eastern Pennsylvania. Sesame Place is like a theme park for very, very young children. I went there once. I have very vague memories of it. It's like, I mean, obviously Sesame Street. It's like four kids who would watch Sesame Street. And he was a lifeguard in the pool. And he told me that when a kid pooped in the pool, which you can imagine happens often at like a theme park for three-year-olds, like you're going to have more poop in the pool than you would your average theme park. When a kid pooped in the pool, the lifeguards would call it out on the radio as a code snuffy. It was kind of snuffy. snuffy? Yeah, because of Snuffleupagus, you know? Because uh, you look like a giant walking like turd. A- <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't say someone shit in the pool, so it was like, yeah, we got a code Snuffy over in the pool. <laughs> the kids were like, Snuffy? So where? Everyone where runs in he? the pool. <laughs> I want to see him. And I just think it's terrific because it's about poop, but it's also about sesame What about streets. if someone peed in the pool? Was it a code Big Bird? Well, I, th- I think you don't pull yeah, kids out of the- I, I mean, went there. If you're going to pull the kids out of the pool every time one of them pees in it, like, no one's ever going to get in the pool at Sesame Place. No one knows when you're peeing in a pool. You know what? I've been pissing in pools my entire life, and I've yeah, never gotten true. caught. Yeah, Pissing I- in pools, pissing in the ocean. Do you guys ocean. pee in pools? I've never Definitely. peed in pools. I pee in the ocean. I'll, I'll pee in the ocean. Pee in the friend- ocean is great. What- that feels like... This is a natural state for a human being. <laughs> you're like Matt Willett. You're communing with like, you know, your ancient ancient source creatures that crawled out of the ocean yeah. onto land. But I had a friend that would pee in the, if we were in a lazy river, he's like, Yeah, you could pee in the lazy river. I was like, No, that's that's just a pool in a different shape. But you can pee in a pool. There's a filtration system, there's chlorine. That's killing everything. But do you remember that episode of I want to say Pete and Pete, where it, like the pee turned red yeah, yeah. because I of the see chemicals? You pee. The chemical. Yeah. That's not real. It's not real, right? I was yeah. so I've, old when I learned that was not real. I was I like know. in college. I honestly it. don't think I've confirmed that that wasn't real until this moment. <laughs> see, like I, I had a, I had a pool growing up, and I feel like. If that chemical were real, my parents would have gotten it. <laughs> and because they didn't get it, I was like, that's not a real thing. It was never a problem for me. I'm honestly just not that interested in being in pools. Never really have been. But uh, I did think that there was a real thing. So it wasn't preventing me from doing it. But I really thought until I was like 20 or 21 that it was a real thing. When someone told me, it's probably like... Yeah, I, mean, that's I like, think I've never. That's like a Santa Claus type thing. Like you should just figure out like when you're like old enough to, for it to not be a concern <laughs> anymore. But I was like, it's so old for not knowing that wasn't real. Do you guys pee in the shower? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's the difference? <laughs> Aim for the drain. There's a drain in the shower. <laughs> there's a drain in the pool. But like, there's a lot of water between me and the drain. Anyway, let's all go to Sesame Place and shit. <laughs> I mean, shitting and in the pool. And then listen to all those lifeguards. Shitting in Dude the pool. Snuffleupagus in the pool. That's a, is, that's a whole other story. This is a question. I have never done this, but has anyone ever pooped in the ocean? No. I pooped in a lake one time as an emergency because I couldn't. You know, like when you're, you know how when you're trying to walk through water, you can't walk that fast? Yeah. yeah. And you- I couldn't <laughs> swim because if I started swimming, I was going to spray shit all over the place. So I was like trying to run out of the lake, but there was too much water. So I just oh couldn't. God. And I just like t- took a dump in the lake. I was probably like eight or nine. It was pretty embarrassing. Wow. Mediocre fact, but I got a story about Streeter, Streeter shitting in the lake out of it. Yep. So. I think it was a camp in Rhode Island somewhere. Camp Burlingame. If and you're that, ever there. That shit is still there in that <laughs> lake. Uh, all right. Emily. 
Okay. I'm going to go to another dino fact. And that is that there's a lot of debate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, hey, you know what's cool? What, what Emily? Emily? You finally I feel got like it. You got but it. But I didn't have the stopwatch. I was like, I got to concentrate on it this time. <laughs> so now I've started the stopwatch. Yeah. Um, okay. There's been a lot of debate. Like, you know, or- originally everyone thought that like T Rexes were like this apex predator. But then all of a sudden it started to surface that maybe T-Rexes are scavengers. And now the accepted belief is that T-Rexes, rather than being these fearsome apex predators, were actually scavengers. Oh, that's so disappointing. Yeah, T-Rex is like synonymous with apex predator. I know. know. I mean, I guess it's not, I guess it doesn't fit into, hey, you know, like, hey, you know what's cool. But it's just really, it's so weird. It's like almost like finding out like your dad is fallible or something like that. Yeah, you that's know? a tough day. Yeah. I love finding out things that we're wrong about or we don't know. Yeah. Because it feels like as a society, like it can often feel like, you know, we got everything on lock and we've, yeah. we've conquered most of the universe. But we have it at all. And like whenever there's some fundamental understanding that kids are taught and that we, we just know and then we learn that's wrong, I find that exciting because right. it makes yes. me think about like yes. all the other stuff that's like, like left to learn that it's wrong. That's what, like that's how there wasn't like, like it. a Swedish colony in America. Like <laughs> <laughs> not really, because I don't have an emotional reaction to that. Um whereas I do have an emotional reaction to T Rexes being I, scavengers. It kind of makes sense because like when you think about the biggest animals we have like the biggest, scariest apex predators. A lot of them are scavengers. Like, you know, yeah, they'll just go around. Like, look at bears. They just like bears will hunt, but more often than not, they'll just like go try to eat your food from your garbage I mean, yeah. can. Yeah. You know, Winnie the Pooh, Yogi Bear. These uh, are these are yeah, fake. These are docile. These are actually fake. Uh, fake animals. <laughs> <These> are, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Padding, Paddington Bear. Yeah. Um, based on real bears. <laughs> All of the Care Bears, <laughs> like uh, like hyenas, will do that. Um, like yeah, a lot of like terrifying yeah. animals will just like they're the only reason they're big is so they can go like scare other animals away from the kill and just steal it. But on the oh, other side, it makes it makes so much sense. Like in the 1800s or whenever, well, I think it was in the 1800s where they found where they first found dinosaurs, or they started like you know digging up bones and putting this together. I think it was like in the early 1800s when they were like, hey. These might be something. Yeah. Really? And like, just the yeah. first time you dig up a T-Rex skeleton and put it together, you're like, this yeah. fucking thing must have eaten everyone. Like, yeah. look at that thing. I still, yeah. like, don't believe that it wouldn't kill things, though. I mean... Like, why? Why would it be so... Oh. Why would it be so big? I'm having a real problem with this fact. I know, but I, I mean, that's where that's what science right now is really favoring that opinion. All right, I'll prove it wrong. Okay. If it were a scavenger, it would need bigger hands to pick up food. I know, I've thought that, but if you see, if you see, because it was a tripod, and so it just could easily, like, put its little head down. So, actually, the fact that he had such stumpy, pathetic little arms almost, like, sort of encourages, like, that he was a scavenger, because he couldn't punch anyone with those. Did you hear about how there's (laughs) that theory about how dinosaurs all had, like, feathers? Yeah, that yeah. they were birds. I have a whole like, picture book about it. That really that really changes the game. <laughs> Did you color in all the pictures yet? <laughs> no, only with tears. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they like, imagine Jurassic Park if they all just were covered yeah, in feathers. Jurassic yeah. Park is gonna look like the net in like ten, ten yeah, years. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. all of these things. The when raptors. When we learn so much more and yeah. we find out that like raptors were actually walked on all fours and <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that is time on the second dinosaur. Fact. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Moving over back to Streeter. Oh my god. For the start of round four. Hey guys. Hey. Whoa. You know what's cool? What's what, Streeter? Streeter? I was iffy on that one. All right. 
Hey guys, you know what's cool? What, Streeter? You just mouthed along with us. Did I? <laughs> yes, oh you my did. God. <laughs> uh, so when you think of like a quintessential Italian food, what do you think of? Oh, uh, cheese, pizza, pizza. pasta. What's in pizza? What's in pizza? Tomatoes, Tomatoes cheese. Mozzarella. Okay. Donuts? I almost said donuts. Donuts? Donuts? <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of awesome pizza you're all. eating. <laughs> dough, though. Dough. So what's a pretty dough. popular thing you want to put on top of pasta? Pasta sauce. What's made tomato of... Well, sauce. How do you make, yeah, tomato, tomato sauce. Yeah, tomato sauce, right? Right. Check this out. Italians didn't have tomatoes until the 1500s because they are native to South America. That's pretty oh, cool. So right. pre-1500s, so what were they putting on it? no tomato sauce. No pizza with tomato sauce. No marinara, none of that stuff. If you go to a place that serves Neapolitan, Whoa. which is like kind of classic pizza in that old style, like their basic pizza is dough and sea salt and olive oil. Yeah. And it's Whoa. more of like an appetizer than, you know, obviously what we think of as pizza. That is kind of crazy. I think kind of... You can't, like, I can't in like, my head, like, divorce Italian food from tomato sauce. I'm like... I can't, I guess yeah. they just didn't eat before tomatoes got there. I don't know what they, they just ate. Eaten. Like, they just didn't have as nearly as good a food. Isn't what we yeah, consider Italian food kind of like... What, uh, was we as Americans... Like, what we think of as Italian food isn't really Italian food in the same way, like, what we think of Chinese food isn't really Chinese food. Well, it's, like, regional. No, like it I've is been anywhere to Italy. Else. You've been yeah. to Italy. I have. I was there very recently. But, like, yeah. northern Italian foods, like, like, pesto and, like, that kind of thing, like, southern Italians all, like, what we think of, I think, as, like, classic Italian food. Yeah. Like, heaping bowls of tomato sauce, pasta, and mm. stuff. I'm talking mm. Olive mm. Garden style. Olive gra- well, I mean, you want to know what the big difference is? Their olive oil in Italy is so much better because, like, our olive oil here is like they're they're it's such a small percentage that has to actually be olive oil that we're basically really? yeah our olive oil. What if you look into it, it's like kind of heartbreaking. You should have just saved this for your last fact. That <laughs> I know, well, I'm not. Um, but yeah, I like I don't know what it is like the the percentage that is required uh, to actually be olive oil is so small, whereas like when you go to Italy, it's legit good olive oil, and so that's why their food is just so much better. There's some really high-end olive oil. There's this high-end beer store, you know, like a kind of a fancy, you know, the microbrewery store that's right by Streeter and between me and Streeter oh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And they have... Don't tell people where we live. Well, they have uh, <laughs> olive oil... And it's like locked behind the counter. They have like hundred dollar bottles. Yeah, this place is That's so what, pretentious. Yeah, I feel like I need to start I, investing did I have in that. To specify though? that that was in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a Brooklyn sounding thing. In the <laughs> it really is. Uh, but there's a very high end on how good olive oil can get. Do you guys want to hear um, two more tomato facts, real quick? Okay. If I still have time, yeah. yeah. Fire them off. Tomato is part of the nightshade family and is actually poisonous. Really? And ketchup. Didn't have tomatoes until pretty late in the game. Yeah, I knew it was like that made, one. It was like an Asian fish sauce. Yeah. And like slowly but surely, tomato just started to like make up more and more of it. Wait, so it was the 15th century that tomatoes came to Italy, though? The earliest they could have gotten there would be 1493. Okay, that was because, Columbus because of Columbus, came back. that's why I wanted to yeah. ask. So, so that Columbus, was absolutely Christopher earliest. Columbus was the dude who introduced the tomato. No one to... knows who like who took them back, but like they say the absolute it was his earliest crew, it could have been was was 1493. Oh my goodness gracious. Can you imagine? I mean, I think that's cool. That is yeah. cool. I like Italian food's like my favorite food. Peach is my I favorite food. I knew I'd food. get you with uh, that. <laughs> you, can, you can make me care about history if you tie it into pizza. I knew. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was looking through my facts. I was like, what will Jeff like? Oh, here's a pizza-related one. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm up again. Uh-huh. 
Uh, let me hold on. Let me load. Let me lock and load this fact. Okay, this is one I just learned this morning, and let me pop open the stopwatch. Hey guys, know what's cool? What, what Jeff? Jeff? I was reading the uh, New Yorker profile on Springsteen, which is very long. There's a new New Yorker profile on Springsteen as a, as an older fellow. And uh, one thing that it mentioned that I thought was really interesting was that he has this elaborate system. So, because Springsteen has obviously a very deep catalog from his decades as a musician, and, deep cuts, deep and uh, cuts. the set and like changes what he plays every night, might decide off the cuff. So there's this system set up so that uh, they can feed him, they can pull any of these songs and put the lyrics up on a teleprompter for him and the rest of the band. And he's not the only person that does that. Sinatra did it, and the Rolling Stones do it. I always wow. wondered how, like, these dudes remembered the words yeah. to their songs. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to, like, write so many songs that you just don't even know the words to all of them? But what I thought was interesting, and I'm not a musician, you guys both play instruments, maybe you can speak to this, is that they don't remember the words, but they know all the music? Yes, I was actually just going to say that, like, the because the, for some reason, like, I think the muscle memory kicks in. Yeah. You can always remember how to play a song, but... Lyrics are hard to remember. But also with, with playing, like, nine times out of ten, it's like a progression that repeats itself, you know? There's, like, phrases that repeat itself. So it's like, if yeah. you remember these five chords, exactly. you know, it does that four times, and then it's these three four times, and then it's back. Like, that's how I would remember it in my head. But I think it speaks to also the quality of Springsteen and Mick Jagger and Sinatra, I guess, as, oh, I just don't know as well, uh, as performers, because I, you never think that. Like, they sing it like they know it. Yeah, I think Michael well, Stipe. Remember, Michael Stipe would have a music stand with all his lyrics on it. Really? He couldn't afford the teleprompter. But he would just have a music <laughs> stand so he could remember. I mean, honestly, it probably makes them better performers because they never have to worry about knowing lyrics. Yeah, interesting. Because sometimes, like, think about like when you're like trying to memorize a script, and then like when you're like getting pretty good at knowing it, but you're still using the script, like you're just killing it. You're nailing it. But <laughs> then once someone takes the script away and you're thinking about, fuck, what's my line? Then, you know, there goes the, there goes the heart. There goes the there performance. There goes that confidence. <laughs> you know, that's why I always, uh, I always thought it was funny if you, if you ever went, I was a big Dave Matthews fan. Oh yeah. Back in the day. I've seen DMB a handful of times. And uh, he would just Never like, seen him. he'd just make uh, up. That's surprising. You should really go see them. They're no, fantastic. I was a fish. I was a fish fan. Uh, uh, Dave Matthews bands like Dave Matthews is never going to do like anything with the they gateway did. band to getting into fish. Yeah, <laughs> and I was already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't take you don't like get into like marijuana from doing heroin. <laughs> uh, but he would just like. I remember I would like try to sing along at shows, but he would just he change the words all the time. He would mumble through parts yeah. and then just like sing completely different lyrics. I would think Tom York can get away with the same thing too. Yeah, it's yeah. Like if you forget the lyrics, just sort of like whine a little bit. If I was a singer and I was like on that level and I forgot words, I would just point the mic at the crowd oh, and be like, that's "It's good. time for us all to sing now." And then yeah. I'd probably remember what the words were. Yeah, that is a good call. It's a good trick. That is time. I think okay. we can all agree that was a terrific fact. Great fact. <laughs> Great fact. That was, yeah. yeah. That Just was, learned that oh, this morning. Shoot, that's me. That's so me. now we're moving back to Emily. And then Good. it's time for everyone's time for final, final fact. Oh, wow. What do I say for my last fact? Okay, I'll say my favorite fact, but I'll, it's probably not going to win it for me. Okay, the last two speakers of this dying Mexican language, Ayapaneco? 
You looked at us like we know if that's correct. Yeah. Is it, are we? In I, the fact? I don't know if that's we, correct. Have we started the fact yet? Is, oh is yeah. Wait. Talk? Oh sorry. Hey, you know what's cool? What, what Emily? Emily? Okay. The last two speakers of this dying Mexican language, Ayapaneco, will not speak to each other. Uh, <laughs> you have an like an Uncle John's big bathroom reader. You got that out of. <laughs> That's like a that's like a small poem you just wrote there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't remember where I read that, but it was something like. Do you it was know probably, why? Um, no. Uh, let me make it up. <laughs> yeah, make up a good reason. I, guess I don't know. Yeah. They live near each other. They live near each other, but they won't speak to each other. And what is it? It's a dying Mexican language. Yeah, it's like some indigenous Mexican language, and and it's gonna die with them, and they won't even use it. Dead languages are kind of interesting. I love dead languages. Yeah. Like, I mean, that sounds like a really pretentious thing to say. I love dead languages. She's reading a New Yorker right now. <laughs> I mean, why would they profile Bruce Springsteen, of all people? What's your Seriously, fa- dude, guys, David Byrne. What's your favorite dead language? Uh, my favorite dead language? Mm, I mean, I wish I could read, like, hieroglyphics. Does that count as a language? No, I was a written language. It's a language. I don't, how I, long do you think, like, how far into hieroglyphics do you think they got before they were like, We're oh, wasting a fuck. lot of time on one yeah, word. Like, or, they're, or they're just being like, fuck, there's so many concepts we have to illustrate with these little drawings. Yeah. This is going to take forever. I wish we thought of a different way to do this. They're like, I'm trying to say love, but all of a sudden I've got two, a guy, a girl, a bunny, a There's an m- eye for fish. some eye and a pyramid. Yeah. Do you think they were like, all right, well, what is... Uh, what, what, how do you say family? Maybe it's like a fish jumping out of the water and someone else is like, no, that's already house. That's already house. Yeah, yeah. It was like, so confusing. Thank like, God for okay. those Indians with their alphabet. Is it sad? I, do you guys think it's sad when uh, a language dies? Is that I do. I do think it's sad when language dies because I think language is such a cool thing. I also think it's kind of sad because like language is sort of like changing all the time and like you almost want to like way to like capture like a meaning of a word in a time, you know, before it changes and becomes something else. I heard a fact about language. Okay. It's not a dead language. It's the evolution of our language. This, our, our boss, Paul, told me this. He said that certain kids are starting to use the word yo as a non-gender pronoun i think i'm saying that correctly so instead of being like uh we need to hire someone for the job and we need he or she to do this that we would be like i need to hire someone for the job i need yo to do this whoa isn't that kind of cool whoa yo i'm into it <laughs> yolo i'm yeah. totally into it i mean it. that's a, yeah i'm into it too because I, I do like seeing like Things that like even like YOLO and shit like that and like whatever Drake comes up with to add to our <laughs> to add we to our all, we should all we all agree that Drake should be in charge of English, right? Exactly. We all owe Drake a great oh debt. Oh my gosh, we need to do this is a coffee table book, Drake's dictionary. <laughs> dictionary according to Drake. <laughs> Let's move on to round five. Final okay. facts. Final, oh facts. Final facts Final five. Facts. Streeter, get us started. Okay, this is a mm. fact courtesy of uh Ricky Van Veen, he told me this fact, and I think it's great. So, hey, guys, you know what's cool? What, Streeter? What, Streeter? TGI Fridays, the restaurant, yeah, uh, started in New York City in the 60s, and originally it was, like, the hottest bar in New York, and it was the first singles bar, and the guy who created it was this 20-something, and, uh, and what he said was, he's like, I want to meet girls, but back in those days, girls didn't go to bars. Like, girls would go to cocktail parties. 
um, or you would take them on a, on a formal date. And he was like, there was nowhere where groups of girls, single girls in their 20s would go out and you could just talk to them. So he made this bar, TGI Fridays, and it quickly became like the hottest club. Like, and they, uh, they created the Velvet Rope to like wait for people to come in because it was that popular. They created the Velvet Rope? I believe they did. I think I read that on Wikipedia. But isn't that so weird? That like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Are you implying now... that TGI Fridays is no longer the coolest hot <laughs> spot in New York? Because that is where I'm going when we're done recording this. And he like, you know, he started opening like other locations and they were like, they were like singles bar themed for a long time. And then like wow. as it got a certain, as like competitors opened and like women just started going to bars, they like turned it into a family restaurant. Women love reasonably priced mozzarella sticks. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Can you imagine a world where people in New York, like the coolest people in New York, are like desperately trying to get into TGI yeah, Fridays? That is amazing. Just the fact that it started in Manhattan is weird enough. Because I like when they opened one in, in Union Square where we used to work, I was like, Look at this garbage. Like, there's all these great local restaurants that are bringing this chain bullshit, but it's from here. Yeah. I had no idea. That is that is uh, really interesting. I like that one a lot. I like chain restaurants a lot, so I like that fact. Yeah. I, I believe that guy sold the company, right? Like, it was he didn't oversee the slide yeah, into what it's yeah, become yeah, now. Yeah. And I say out. slide, I'm sure they're making like billions of dollars. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they've multiplied the, bil- the business a billion fold, yeah. you know? But, uh, I think that guy sold it to someone else. I wow. spent a lot of time one day looking up different chain restaurants on Wikipedia, and they're like full of interesting facts. It's really? Like, go with like, yeah, like Bennigan's and Applebee's, like all of them. They're really fun to read about. I actually read a really interesting fact about the guy who created Victoria's Secret. The guy oh, who created that's so Victoria's sad. Secret. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think he created it in like. 1977 or something like that and then like in like 97 he threw himself off the Golden Gate Bridge because, and killed you himself. Know why? No, I just was like, "What? Why would you kill yourself? Here's you got you look like, at boobs every day." He like created it. I think he was like I he his his wife was like, "I wish there was a place I could buy like lingerie that wasn't like a sex shop, you know?" So he made Aww. like this like all for his wife. Kinda, yeah, this kind of like Was her name Victoria? I think it was. Wow. I think it was. I'm not sure. But anyway, he like sold the business after a few years for like $2 million or like, you know, a good amount of money. But then it went on to make like hundreds and millions and like billions of dollars and he got really depressed. Because I read an article about that. That's bullshit. Yeah, but where does the, yeah, that doesn't follow. He made hundreds of billions of dollars and then he got depressed. No, no, no. No, no, he didn't. He had gotten out of the company. Oh, okay. So the article was about, um, it was about when Facebook was like uh, IPOing, and he talked about people who like right. got who like left Facebook before they had enough like shares and shit. Like that kid who turned down like a bunch of money oh would be worth like billions now. Yeah, Ugh. terrifying. I hope that never happens to me because I will kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> fact. <laughs> that's the most interesting fact and of the day. That's, that's, <laughs> and you sh- that's true. And you shop at Victoria's Secret, so you are at risk. I went into Victoria's Secret. Uh, numerous times and uh, let me tell you something it is uncomfortable it's kind really of really uncomfortable it's kind of trashy a little bit the lingerie yeah. I go to the one in the Atlantic terminal uh oh <laughs> and that one is hey man put your phone on vibrate that was the timer that was the timer <laughs> oh you changed it from the quack I didn't mean to I also paused it we've been talking for longer than oh sorry and sorry we're talking about negligee I mean, yeah man forever <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about intimate nightwear <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, no, I shot Beth Fredericks of Hollywood. Yeah, All right. definitely. So let's move on to my last fact, which you better believe is not about negligee. It is, uh, well, let me just say, let me get the stopwatch open. And uh, just so you guys know, I keep a notepad file on my phone of what I think are unfun facts, just like kind of fun facts, but they're really depressing is the theme. Okay. And I, I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just pull those up. They're all too depressing. But I wanted to pull one for this. So, hey, guys, you know what's cool? What, Jeff? Uh, Roald Dahl, noted children's author Roald Dahl. I know this. I know this. He is. Uh, he wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and uh, the BFG and the Witches and was apparently uh, something of a bigot. And, oh. and what were you going to say? No, I heard that he hated the movie of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that's interesting, too. Which Mine one? is that he hated Jews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh he referred Big friendly giant. To, he referred to the them as those powerful American Jewish bankers and charged that the United States government was quote utterly dominated by the great Jewish financial institutions over there. Hey, whoa, whoa, but isn't he right? I mean, you know, when you think about I it, I mean, it's hard to It's really hard to argue. argue. <laughs> He also said, there is a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. Maybe it's a kind of lack of generosity towards non-Jews. I mean, there is always a reason why anything crops up anywhere. Even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick on them for no reason. Well, he called Hitler Hitler a stinker. He busted out a pretty big insult for the worst criminal of the 20th century. Didn't he also call him a crud muffin? I think that one. Dingus. That's one that sticks in my mind because Roald Dahl was like my favorite growing up. I loved Roald Dahl and Roald Dahl books, as I think a lot of kids do. But then when I read that, I was like, yeah, I guess a lot of those pictures did have a lot of hook noses in them. Well, BFG, Big Friendly Giant, didn't he have like a big hook nose? I think they all had hook noses. The witches definitely did. What is a hook nose? It's like like kind of like a beaky nose. Oh, also, I'm, I'm referring it, so only to illustrations. Roman nose, right? Yes, a Roman nose. Yeah, like fruit cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I have kind of a Roman No, nose. no. There's a little bump here. The yeah. other one in my file that is a racist, I don't have a file of racist, they're both in the Unfun Facts file, is <laughs> Dewey, who created the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. He's apparently really not into uh, anyone but white people. But I couldn't find, oh. I found a lot of p- things mentioning that, but I couldn't find, like, something he actually had said about it. So I didn't want to, like, bring it up, uh, but yeah. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> all, all the I, quotes I, that you found were just, like, there weren't any actual quotes. It was just, like, him going, like, ugh. Anytime <laughs> like, someone mentioned a like non-white. This is, this is the problem with, like, knowledge, um, is that everyone's, like, a shithead for one reason or another. Like, you, me, even Jeff. Everyone's like kind of a piece of shit, and like, so like you really can't like anyone, totally. Yeah. Also, like I mean, being an anti-Semite's like more of a piece of shit than I think I am, or so you yeah. know. But like, uh, but it's it's always so depressing. Like everything you like, you're like, well, actually, you know, um, that guy was accused of groping women. And you're like, oh yeah. man. Come it's on. always like whoever like changed history and like shaped the world was a piece of shit like it's always like even like I saw like I saw like that Bob Marley documentary and I was like oh my gosh what an amazing compelling political figure like you know thank the heavens that he existed he was a terrible father and a terrible like husband and like here's my question though and I'm I'm out of time but I think this is a really interesting question so I want to bend the rules just a little bit here (laughs) (laughs) you're bending the rules on your turn Sreeter giving me a very skeptical look but do you think that does that influence your enjoyment of their work? 
Like, I still think Roald Dahl is a great author, and like, I'd still yeah, tell yeah. a kid to read a Roald Dahl book. I think when I was younger and more idealistic, it would sort of break my heart. But at this point, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, like everyone like- who like who like changed the world kind of sucked in their personal life with anything with like um especially with something with like creative output i feel like you kind of have to judge it just on it like your enjoyment of it you know yeah. uh, you have to separate the uh, art from the artist unless there's like unless there's um an agenda there you know what i mean if like roald Dahl's books were like you know if he was trying to get you to hate jews that's like one thing you know but yeah. I, I don't think those books were like yeah, I didn't. Anti-Semitic. Uh, okay, I'm over time. It's my last okay. act. I just had to get it in. Emily, final okay. fact of the day. Oh, I'm deciding between two. Do you guys want drugs or robots? Mm, wow. I want a, drugs. When you said drugs, I was like, drugs, drugs, drugs. But then you said, oh, robots, and it's a tough decision. The two compliment themselves. <laughs> if I had some drugs, I'd probably want to hear about robots more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, go, let's go drugs. Okay. I like drugs. All right. Um, okay. Hey, you know what's cool? What, Emily? Okay, so have you guys heard of DMT? Kind of. Oh, yeah. I've heard That's of it. That's like new, right? Uh, well, it's actually a natural psychedelic. It's the psychedelic that's in like ayahuasca and stuff like that. But it's also in our brains. There's I thought trace- ayahuasca was just a thing from Wanderlust. I did not know that was real. No, yeah, ayahuasca is a plant. that's why I think it's new because it's like people are like doing it now. I know. Well, people do it. Well, I mean, like people have always, people who are into yeah, psychedelics yeah. have always been doing it. But basically, the I think the most exciting part is that it's actually something that our brain produces. So we have, like we are at all times, they think it comes from our pineal gland, but they don't know, producing DMT, which is a psychedelic substance, but it's in small enough amounts that we're not constantly tripping but they think that because they don't really or know maybe we are yeah exactly that's actually this is a side note but like one of like the end of the world like uh hypotheses is that like like just some crazy end of the world hypothesis is that uh we're gonna start producing more dmt and then we'll all just start tripping awesome what a great way to go out great way to go um but but basically they think that because like they think that things like uh, alien abduction, like like people who think that they've been abducted by aliens and people who um, have had near-death experiences, they think it's because of this DMT that's in our brain. Can I piggyback off your fact? Piggyback off it. Every drug that affects humans in any way, that has an effect on you, your body makes anyway. Anything. Because you need neural receptors for that drug to attach onto so like heroin, so which, is like, like, which is like an opiate, right? So like the base chemical of opium, your body makes that by itself. That's why it works on you. Like if you just ate, really? um, if you took a piece of lettuce and ate it, you wouldn't trip. But like for some animal that may be an intoxicant and they have that, you know, in their brain, they have like receptors that that reacts with. But they have receptors, but do they have like, because like the DMT is in our brain. So essentially like if we could, if we could find a way to um, encourage our brain to produce it, like right. fine, then we could just make ourselves trip So you can do that, that with like any drug, you know, like, so really? like the way ecstasy works is just like a serotonin bombardment, right? It just, right. it tells your body to like pound you with serotonin. That's just your brain, like, doing that. You know what I mean? Like, you make serotonin in your body. Because it is possible to feel good without drugs. Right, exactly. So, like, that's, like, the chemical for that. So, like, we make all of our drugs. Okay, but still, what if, 
what, what if, if we all just, we start all just tripping? started tripping from the, the DMT in our brains? <laughs> when you said they're studying it and they think it comes from, uh, I forgot what you said, a certain part the of The pineal brain. gland. Is that like scientists with lab coats or is there just like a commune somewhere where someone's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much people meditating and trying to feel inside their own brain. No, no, no. You know? It's like, it's they're studying it like in labs and things like that. Bodies are insane. They use DMT, like they use DMT. I want to be one of, part of one of these drug tests so bad. Like, Why don't you just sign up for one? There's got. They, because how do you find them? I feel like there's there. <laughs> that's them that's now. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Axford, we're there's got to be some message board for like <clears throat> recreational drug I users know. where they just shared like trials. Yeah, you know, somewhere. But that would be amazing. Yeah, they like study the effects of it and everything like that. That's pretty fun. I'm I ready. guess I'd sign up for nah, I'm ready. Nah, I don't want to be tripping for like a month. No, you only trip for like it's just basically you go in for like one dose and then they like see how it affects you and and everyone who does DMT has um encounters with with aliens. That's what they always say. Really? They're, they're always like that's like the most common thing is like encounters with an alien realm. And they describe them relating to my other thing, they describe them as insectoid or reptilian aliens. Have you heard like the reptile, the lizard people theory? No, that, I don't. Like, I'm not it's that like a familiar with it. Conspiracy theory that like lizard people coexist with us, but they've like masked <laughs> themselves to look like humans, and they're like yeah. masons and like all this crazy. It shit. It makes a lot of sense that Mitt Romney would be a lizard. I think if anyone's a lizard, <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying, don't, don't bring your politics into this. But, like, I know we're he, just trying to daydream about lizard people. He just seems, you know, <laughs> Roll Dahl left his politics out of his book. I'm right? just yeah. saying he seems like one of the most lizard-like politicians. <laughs> yeah, he does. If you want to go take DMT, I have some. Right now, in your brain, I know. In my brain, that I can (laughs) release whenever I feel like it. Just squirt it out of your ear. It's so. uh, That's like all that stuff about like your um, the potential of your body is really interesting. Yeah, I remember reading in my favorite book, which like half my facts came from this Bill Bryson book. Yeah, uh, he talks about how that book is a short history of nearly everything. Yeah, yeah, short history. You recommend everything. I love that book. It's so good. It's incredible. It's full of like the greatest facts of all time. Just like. Every page is, like, an awesome fact. It's not just about, like, facts and what we know, but there's a lot of, like, how we know it. So it's, like, not only how much... It's not just, like, the Earth weighs 13 right, times. Right, right, right. It's, like, the story times. of, like, the crazy British guy who went out and figured that out and then, like, lost his mind and stuff. So it's... It's really good. Really it's a good great book. read. Yeah. Uh, in that book, he talks about... Um, he's, like, in, the, in, in your little finger, you have enough energy to end the world. Like, there's enough... Um, power in there of like a billion hydrogen bombs just because of how many atoms are in your finger you know what i mean oh hell like we're just everything's just full of this like energy that if we knew how to unlock it we could just destroy the universe it sounds like you uh maybe actually got into some of that dmt you were talking about i think bill bryson took a bunch and wrote that book yeah (laughs) i love that shit all i'm saying is if mitt romney like reached under his neck and pulled off a man. <laughs> like, I'm the one who got to the DMT. <laughs> you wouldn't be stunned. Like, you'd be surprised. But you'd be like, oh, you, you could reconcile. It would be like remember. Inauguration Day <laughs> in a terrible world where he got elected. And <laughs> so we've gone way over on uh, the final fact. Okay. But that's because it's, it's the final it's fact. good we, fact. Guys, okay. we've been talking for okay. about an hour now. Wow. Any, any favorite facts? It's, they're all so good. Yeah. I really think a new Sweden is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, New Sweden was the crowd favorite. <laughs> Yo, uh, please, you know, like and comment. Just just show some support I think for New Sweden. 14-way tie. 
Uh, except for the new Sweden thing. <laughs> so I lost. I'm doing it. What if we say, what if uh, we say each other, which of each other's facts we, we like, like the, the most? most. Okay. So like I'll say from Emily, um, I wasn't listening. Right. <laughs> from Emily, I, I think I liked the one about the smart dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good I think I liked that one the most. And then I think from you, Jeff, even though I already knew it because you told me this story a while ago, I think I like the Snuffy. Yeah, Code Snuffy. Yeah, Code Snuffy's like glad those... I finally have put that out there into the world. Yeah, that's 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 some good knowledge. Um, I like. What was your last fact, Streeter? I feel like I was really near your last fact. Um, TGI Fridays. TGI, TGI Fridays. Fridays probably my favorite Streeter fact. Yeah. Emily, there's the dinosaurs. DMT. What are the other options? Uh, I like the dinosaurs. Two dino to... ones. Scavengers. Uh, DMT, the language Dead one, language. which we were Dead not language. talking about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was your new Sweden. <laughs> that was my new Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the same one Streeter did. Intelligent dinosaur. Yeah. Then. I liked Intelligent Dinosaur a lot. Yeah. I think I'm actually gonna go for TGI Fridays for Streeter and Snuffy, or I kind of liked the Wikipedia one. That was fun too. So I think it's a tie between Emily and I then for. Um, for, for winner, because both of, two of our facts both got two votes, so Jeff yeah. lost. <laughs> not to mention, thing. not to mention, we nailed the intro every single time, and you fumbled it. <laughs> uh, what? What? Street? Streeter? <laughs> Wormily? Wormily? <laughs> uh, when the episode is up, I will be vindicated. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Should we plug anything? Maybe, maybe let's just plug Twitter. You guys want to plug Twitter? Oh yeah, sure. Twitter.com. <laughs> Um, it's a really great website. Yeah. <laughs> you can go there to express small, concise thoughts. <laughs> uh, Emily and Streeter, thank you so much for doing this. It was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Great. <laughs> One more round of applause for my wonderful guests, Streeter Seidel and Emily Axford. You can find them on Twitter at Street Seidel and at EAxford. I know that recently I sort of made a proclamation that I was going to start taking the first week of any month off from Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin shows. I am going to make an exception next Tuesday. There will be a new episode of the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin show, and my guest will be Paul Shear. Uh, Paul is, of course, from Human Giant. He is on The League uh, from... NTSFSDSUV, which is coming back on Adult Swim soon, and he has this incredible podcast called How Did This Get Made, uh, where him and Jason Manzukis and June Diane Raphael, and they all they have guests, and they watch bad movies, and it's wonderful, and you guys gotta check it out. It's your homework for next week, because uh, when Paul is on this show, we are gonna be talking about bad movies and talking a lot about that podcast and how he watches bad movies and chooses bad movies. So that is coming out on Tuesday, despite the fact it will be the first Tuesday of August. Confusing, I know. I will remind you, if you follow me on Twitter, where I am at Jeff Rubin Show, on Tumblr at jeffrubinjeffrubin.com, on youtube.com slash jeffrubinjeffrubin, or on my Facebook fan page. Next week, Paul Shear, gonna be a good one. Be there.